Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. If this is your first time streaming and listening to one of my Mr. and Mrs. series, this series is all about sharing topics related to being single, dating, or married. So hence the name, Mr. and Mrs. And I do hope you guys will stay streamed until the end. So in today's Mr. and Mrs. series, we're going to be speaking about the topic of what are you bringing to the table? And I just felt like this was a very important topic to have. Now, I know when you're single and you're looking for someone, when I was single, I had my standards very high because I understood that do you know what the person I decide to marry and commit myself to can either make or break me and I didn't want to get myself into a relationship or a marriage that I would later regret one day so I was definitely very picky not just because I was looking for a specific kind of person and the person had to be perfect no I wasn't that <laughs> naive but I just knew that there was a lot of things I wanted to avoid and I didn't want to have to experience. I think it's so important for us to learn from other people's mistakes. And quite often for a lot of us, when we look at our parents' marriages, it's not always, or even their relationships if they're never married, it's not always something that we can say, I want a, a relationship like that. Well, I know in my case, it wasn't the case. So I knew that I needed to be very intentional and very wise when it came to the person I decided to get married. So even if you are single or you are dating or married, what I'm going to speak about today is going to be very relevant to you at either stage that you may be in. So let's get into it. So like I said before, when we're dating or even if you're in a relationship right now or you are married or you're kind of like, I'm not interested in relationships, I just click because the title sounded interesting, even for you too, we all have expectations. I have expectations and I'm sure you have expectations. Of course, some of us have more expectations than others and our expectations may even vary in terms of how we want the person to make us feel, how we want that person to look, how we want them to dress, where we want them to be from, their height, their weight. (laughs) There are so many different things, their religion, their faith. I know that some people are even specific in terms of the career they want their partner to have. All of these things in essence, some expectations are important to have. Of course, some are a little bit you know, questionable, but either way, each to their own. But I think it's important, as much as we have these expectations and we're looking at what is that person bringing to the table, today's all about what are you bringing to the table. It's easy to demand something you don't have. It's easy to desire something that you don't have and you kind of feel like that person needs to have or provide that specific need for you. So I thought it'd be good to switch the tables today and talk a little bit more about what are you bringing to the table. So let's get into it. So I've kind of broken this down into different areas starting with internally as a person what are you bring to the table but also looking at the external factors as well because a lot of the times when it comes to when you're looking for a partner you're also factoring personality is that right at the top of the list for some of us sometimes it's looks but either way I'm sure personality will always be there but I want you to think about your own personality you know what what parts of your personality are you bringing to the table? Are you someone that is fun to be around? Are you someone that's a good listener? Are you someone who is boring? You know, (laughs) are you someone that is a pleasure to be around? I think that aspect is important because again, we're all different. Some of us are more laid back, others are a bit more bubbly. And it's always nice to have a balance in terms of the kind of people you interact with. But I think one of the key things when it comes to your personality is, is your personality the kind of personality that people like being around you and if the answer is no you've kind of got a question why don't people like being around me and also do people feel comfortable in my presence there's a difference between people feeling threatened by you because maybe you're in a position that people would aspire to have or sometimes people just feel insecure if they feel like you are successful I'm not talking about that but when I say people feel uncomfortable to be around you 
this is more based on how you interact with people. Maybe you've got the reputation as being rude, um, straight talking. And to be honest, let's be real. I've done this in the past. And whenever I do a podcast about a topic, I'll be honest with you guys, I always assess myself too. So whatever I share with you, just know I'm taking it on board for myself because I am a work in progress. I'm not perfect. Just last week, I said something to a friend that honestly, it was just banter. But again, the way that I said it offended that person. And it was like, oops, do you know when you've said something and you kind of wish you could just put your foot in your mouth? That's exactly how I felt. And it really showed me that for me, one of the toxic traits that I have sometimes can be my humor. And sometimes I need to think a little bit more before I say something. So again, I'm not saying something to you that I'm not doing for myself. I'm very much aware of my weaknesses. I'm not perfect. I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. (laughs) But anyways, going back to what I was initially saying. So, you know, is it a case that your personality that like, yeah, I lost my train of thought, but now I remember what I was trying to say. So initially my point was, are you the kind of person that you're like, yep, whatever I say is the truth. And maybe what you say is the truth. However, it's not always necessary to be bringing up your truths all the time. Let's put it that way. One thing that I've learned with age and getting older and dealing with people, and one thing I'm kind of thankful for in my last management role was the fact that I was able to work closely with people. I was able to work with lots of different personalities, people from different backgrounds, different ages. A lot of those people were double my age. But honestly, throughout that experience, I learned a lot about human interaction. And a lot of the times people would get deeply offended because of what someone else said to them or how they said it or even the fact that they said that comment in the presence of someone else so honestly like even just assessing that maybe yes you are speaking the truth but is your truth necessary is the way you're delivering your truth is it going to be edifying to that person or is it going to be harmful this is one of the things I've had to understand because a lot of the times we wear this label of oh I'm honest I'm straight up real talk blah 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 But sometimes your raw talk is damaging. Sometimes your raw talk is toxic and people don't want to hear it. So definitely that is another thing to think about. Am I someone that people enjoy being in my presence? You know, am I fun to be around or am I a good listener? All of these factors when it comes to personality matters. Maybe you're looking for someone that is bubbly or full of personality, but then what about you? What is your personality like? Again, what are you bringing to the table? Now let's get into skills and strengths. This is another important factor. I can only speak as a woman because I'm a woman, but I know that as women, this is what we do a lot. When it comes to, for example, certain skills we want our partners to have, we're like, oh, I want him to be good with money. I want him to be responsible and all of this amazing skills that we want this person to have, or I want them to be able to drive. That's another one that a lot of women say, but it's like, okay, you want this, right? But what about you? Can you drive? Are you good with money? Now, I'm not saying that, it's wrong to desire somebody that has a specific skill, but I think it's important to really think about your why, like why do you desire that? And again, if you don't have that specific thing, why do you desire it in someone else? Like, is your expectation realistic or not? So I think it's important to actually assess that. So whatever skills it is that you desire, because to be honest, let's be real, sometimes you say to yourself, oh, I want someone that's rich because right now you're poor, you know, or you want someone that's rich that's gonna be able to take care of you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because there isn't. You know, some dynamics are the woman stays at home and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I did that 
at some point in my marriage. The point I'm trying to make is, are your expectations realistic? And what are your reasons for those expectations? If you're just looking for someone to come and save you, then you've got a kind of question, is that realistic? And how will that person feel about that? Because if they just see themselves as a meal ticket, they may not feel comfortable being around you. They may even question your intentions in terms of pursuing that relationship. So I think it's important to also look at that. And to be honest, life is so unpredictable. Even if you desire to be a stay-at-home mom or you desire to not necessarily have a career or a business or I don't know, let's just say your desire is not career-based, that's fine. But in the way life is developing now, it's important to still have skills. Even if you don't have a degree, I don't have a degree, but I got skills, you know, and these skills are helping me to monetize and grow and not just financially but also as a person so I think it's important to regardless of what your desire is career-wise or financially you should have skills skills are important you should always be in a stage of constantly developing yourself because in that way you can then step in and support that person if they need you to because let's say for example you're with someone they're earning a lot of money or they have a business and it's doing very well let's say something goes wrong in that business you want to be able for your partner to feel like do you know what I know they've got my back I know that they're going to support me and if needs be if you need to get a job you're going to find one and also that also ties in with having skills because if you had no skills it's going to be very difficult for you to find a job or at least a job that's going to pay a substantial salary so definitely bear that in mind what skills do I have that I'm bringing to the table am I good with money am I good with solving problems because life and relationships is all about solving problems. Whether those problems are internal or external, it is all about being able to problem solve and work together. And also another skill is, do you have team working skills? Let's talk about that one. Because sometimes you're so hell-bent, especially if you're single, you're hell-bent in finding someone, being with someone, being in a relationship, but are you someone that works well in a team? And again, if the answer is no, you've got to think, am I really ready for a relationship? And again, when you're single, it's that time to really take that time to do you, like to really work on you and discover those things. Because at the end of the day, let's be real, we're always going to have strengths and weaknesses. You're not now just going to become this perfect person because you have a man or a woman or because you're married. No, that is not going to change. But it's important, especially when you have the time and premise to do so, to really take that time to discover what your strengths and your weaknesses are. So again, what skills are you bringing to the table in a potential relationship or in your current relationship? And again, let's talk about strengths. What are your strengths? What are you good at? What do you have that you can add? Maybe you're someone that's very good at encouraging people. Maybe you're someone that has a very creative mind. Maybe you're someone that is very intelligent or you're someone that's very good with their hands or you're someone that you're just very, very good at showing up and being that support system for someone. And that is important. Not everyone can do that. So that in itself is a great strength, a great skill to have. So definitely think about what are your strengths, what are your skills, and what are you bringing to the table. Now let's talk about weaknesses. Now quite often when we're thinking about what you bring to the table, we think about finances or we think about the physical things that you can add to the relationship. But I want you to also think about what are your weaknesses? Because these weaknesses that you currently have, you are bringing them to the table in your relationship. If a weakness that you have is communication or expressing yourself or being transparent, because a lot of people they struggle to be transparent about how they feel, about their true thoughts, because they battle with what will that person think? Oh, I don't want this person to be upset with me, or I don't want conflict. So again, they're not transparent. So that's a weakness a lot of people have. So even thinking about that, what are your weaknesses? What do you struggle with? Maybe a weakness you have is with money. 
Maybe you can't go into a store without having to buy something. And again, that weakness that you have, you are bringing to the table. You are bringing it into the relationship because perhaps your spending habits is going to impact on your partner as well. So definitely thinking about what are the weaknesses that I have? Maybe you have an addiction to something. Maybe you struggle to trust people. That is, that in itself is a weakness. So definitely looking at what are the weaknesses you have? Maybe you have a weakness of accepting criticism or you have a weakness of even just dealing with conflict. Maybe you avoid problems like the plague. <laughs> if there's a problem, you are the kind to run away from it as opposed to facing that problem head on. Maybe a weakness you have is procrastination or even being someone of your word. Maybe you struggle with lying. All of these things, they seem so small and insignificant, but again, these are the things which they to become big problems in the relationship. So definitely thinking about that too. What are your weaknesses? Maybe a weakness you have is that your mouth is always getting you into trouble. You're always involved in some kind of drama, in some kind of fallout. There's always some drama. There's always some Real Housewives of Atlanta happening in your life. <laughs> Let's put it that way. If you've ever watched a Real Housewives of Atlanta, you'll know exactly what I meant. There's always some drama. There's always a fallout. There's always some tea coming in the blogs. So again, perhaps this is like you. If you feel like your life is like this novella, your life is like this TV novella, I think it's called, um, it's like a soap opera, then again, you got to question why. Why am I constantly attracted to drama? Why is this always happening? You know, so even thinking about that too, that's also a weakness you're going to bring to the table. And then let's talk about it. I always speak about this on this podcast and I could not speak about this topic without speaking about emotional baggage because let's be real, your emotional baggage, whether you want it to be brought to the table or not, it will be brought to the table. How many times have you had issues with something or even you thought you were over something, but something triggered you and you're like, oops, okay, I guess I'm not quite over that thing yet. So even with that, your emotional baggage is going to be brought to the table. Whether it's gonna be consciously or subconsciously, it will be brought to the table. Because to be honest, relationships are triggering. Sometimes your partner may say or do something that they didn't even intend on hurting you or maybe what they did wasn't even anything bad but it can sometimes trigger you back to memories you had or experiences you had with someone else and even so, a lot of the times our reactions and how we feel about things is not always about what's actually happening but how it makes us feel and how we perceive it so even in that it's important to acknowledge and understand what your baggage are, baggage is. You know, what am I bringing to the table? What traumas have I experienced? Maybe you say, I haven't experienced any traumas. And when I say traumas, it's not always about sexual abuse or abandonment. There are so many other types of traumas. Maybe your trauma was that you never felt good enough. Maybe you were constantly criticized at home and whenever you got a specific grade, your parents were like, oh, but you could have done better. So even those things can create traumas inside of us. And I think what I will do on this pod is having a counselor on to speak about these things with us. I actually have two people in mind and I'm definitely going to make that happen. So look out for that podcast when it eventually drops, probably in May or in June, but I'll definitely arrange that. I think it's important to speak to a professional and to kind of get their perspective on the show too. But yeah, definitely your emotional baggage. Yep. Mm -hmm. Those unresolved issues, those things that you grew up seeing that you pretend that never happened, that you put right under the carpet and you pray, pray it away, you try to pray it away or you try to ignore it or you try to just gas yourself and, and say that, oh, it doesn't bother me anymore, but deep down it does. Yeah, those things will be brought to the table eventually. So even thinking about that, what emotional baggage am I bringing to the table? It's important to 
one, acknowledge that you have emotional baggage because we all do. And two, to actually seek to understand what it is. And thirdly, to do something about it. That's the key. Because sometimes you know your baggage, you acknowledge it. Yeah, I have trust issues and you wear it like a badge of honor, but you do nothing about it. Again, that will be brought to the table too. And your partner is going to have to deal with your issues as well and vice versa. So now let's talk about financially. Of course, I couldn't not go a bit deeper into finances because again, like I said before, maybe you desire someone who's financially stable or someone that's rich or has a specific kind of lifestyle. But the question is, do you have the lifestyle that you desire in your future partner or in your current partner? That's an important question to answer for yourself. And when it comes to finances, it's not just about what you earn, but it's about your habits because you can earn a lot of money, but your habits can cause you to struggle like you don't have a lot of money. If you have the habit of always spending more money than you earn, if you have the habit of always spending off impulse, if you have the habit of never saying no or even assessing whether you can afford something before you actually buy or commit to that particular thing. So even looking at your financial habits as well, you know, do you set intentional goals for your finances that you follow? Do you actually have a money management strategy? Do you follow a budget? Do you even know how much money you have each month? <laughs> do you actually know what your flexible expenses are what your fixed expenses are do you actually you know save on a regular basis all of these habits because it's saving is a habit spending is a habit because if you notice we are people of habits and sometimes the things that we buy we do it based on habits so maybe every single morning you buy the same coffee or every single day you have the same lunch or you go to the same shop or a selection of the same shops we typically follow the same kind of habits and that is also the same with our spending good and bad so even thinking about those kind of things your financial habits these will also have an impact on your partner later on as well. So it's important to actually assess and see what habits do you have? Maybe you have a bad habit of spending more than you can actually afford to. Maybe you have a bad habit of constantly lending money to people that you can't afford to lend to them. Maybe you have a bad habit of just not thinking before you spend, you just start buying and then you regret it later on. Maybe you have a bad habit of using buy now, pay later, but really you actually don't know if you can afford to pay later. That in itself is a bad habit. So thinking about all of these things, these are gonna be things that will actually affect your relationship later on. And it's important to really assess that. And now let's talk about financial position. So your finances and how you manage it will also impact your partner and your relationship. Because if you have bad credit and you get into a relationship and you're now trying to build together, your bad credit could also affect your partner, potentially. Your debt could affect your partner, potentially, because it's no longer just your problem, it's also their problem as well. So it's important to really, if you're single right now, to start assessing, do a financial health check of your finances. You know, check out your credit score. Maybe you've never checked it or you haven't checked in months. Check it out, see what it is, see where you're at. And even if you say, oh, Peter K, oh, my credit score is terrible, there's no point checking, check. Even if it's terrible, you can start tracking it and just seeing it increase gradually and just making those necessary changes as well. And debt, if you have debt, don't pretend it's not there. <laughs> face your face the debt, face the problem and be aware of what, you, what your current position actually is. That is very important. And savings, what are your current savings? Do you have any savings? Are your savings substantial? Do you have a habit of saving? And again, when I say habit, even if your habit is just saving 10 pounds every month because that's all you can afford, that's still a good habit because it shows that 
you are still committed irrespective of what you earn. And that's the most important thing. A lot of the times when you don't have a lot of money or you feel like you don't have a lot of disposable income, you often don't save because you feel like, oh, what's the point? The amount I'm gonna save is not a lot. But honestly, that consistency will compound. So even looking at that, you know, what are your current savings? What are your savings goals? And what are you doing about them? Like that is the key. Also your financial commitments. If you have specific financial commitments and you then start to join your finances with your partner, again, this is gonna be something you're bringing to the table. So I think it's really important to kind of assess yourself on all of these things because it's easy to make demands. It's easy to write your list of my potential partner, he, he or she needs to tick all of these boxes, but you've also got to think, do I meet these things I'm demanding in someone else. And now let's talk about expectations. This is another thing. We all have expectations. If you say, I don't have any expectations, you are lying. (laughs) We all have expectations, whether they're conscious or subconscious. And also it's important to really assess your expectations. Are they realistic? Can someone actually meet that expectation you have? Maybe your expectation is every single day, my husband is gonna buy me flowers every day after work. It's not a bad expectation, but is that feasible? Can that person actually fulfill that expectation of yours? Are you being direct in voicing that expectation? Again, is that expectation affordable (laughs) for your current situation? So I think it's really important to kind of even assess your expectations. I would have said prior to really getting to know myself a lot in 2020 that I didn't have many expectations, but It wasn't true. I do. I had a lot more expectations than I thought I had. And it was through going through certain circumstances that kind of made me realise, oh, I never realised I had that expectation. So again, it's really important to just be on this journey of knowing yourself. It will benefit you greatly. So even with your expectations, like I said, assessing whether they are realistic, assessing whether that person can meet those expectations. And also, are they willing? Because maybe they're not willing. And that's important. And you have to respect that. If that person is not willing to meet that expectation, it's not for you then to force force their hand. It then removes the love in the relationship. It then removes that element of wanting to make that person happy. And then it just becomes very narcissistic. So definitely assessing your expectations as well is really important. And also something I really wanted to emphasize is that as much as we have our own expectations and desires, it's important to assess ourselves objectively. It's always important to take time to reflect on yourself, to reflect on your habits, to reflect on your strengths, your weaknesses, your flaws, your fears. Knowing all of those things are so important and it allows you to then be able to build healthier relationships with other people, not just a romantic relationship. Because to be honest, that's not the end of the world. You know, whether you have or you don't have, it's still important to nurture the other relationships you have around you, to nurture your family, to nurture your your friends and your colleagues, you know, those people that you hold highly in regard and those relationships that you want to last the test of time. So definitely really reflecting on you. Like lately I've realized and I've started to see certain things that I need to work on. Like I shared earlier, being more conscious of what I say and how I say it. And also the time and place, that's also important. Because sometimes when we're comfortable, we, you know, the tongue starts wagging <laughs> and we start saying things that we shouldn't say, or maybe it's just not appropriate for that time or place. So even assessing those things is really important as well. And again, perhaps you are set on being with a specific type of person that looks a certain way, has this all these attributes that you've written down and you're like, they have to be like this, otherwise I won't even look at them twice. But then thinking about yourself, are you someone's ideal? 
are you Mr. or Mrs. right for someone else? It's really important because so many times, especially when we are single, sometimes we have all the demands in the world. We have all the expectations in the world. And to be honest, having expectations is healthy, but there becomes a point where it becomes unhealthy when your expectations are unrealistic. And again, you have to assess for yourself as well. Is that realistic or not? And are my expectations for the right intention. I think that's also something to really think about and thinking about, are you Mr. or Mrs. right for someone else? And if you say, "Mm, probably not, (laughs) because I'm bringing a whole lot of baggage. And like I said before, we all have baggage. So I don't want you to feel like because you have, you know, maybe some trust issues or some traumas that you've yet to overcome, then that means that you're not ready for a relationship or that nobody's going to love you or accept you. Of course not. And to be honest, nobody is ever going to be in a perfect place or that state of yes, now I'm ready. No, that's not my point. It's just about being aware of yourself, where you're at, and also being willing to work on yourself. Because if you're someone that you know your issues, but you do nothing about it, that in action is going to affect the person you're with. And you, and you, for me personally, anyway, I would never want to be a burden to my friends or my family or my husband. I would never want to be a burden. Like for me, that's the worst thing I can be a burden. So again, even thinking about that, any changes that you make for your personal growth, firstly, it's going to affect you positively, but it's also going to affect those around you. They're going to reap the benefits of you making those changes. And again, it's always great, you know, seeing yourself grow, seeing yourself develop, even seeing yourself react differently to situations that maybe before would have went left. Maybe before you would have been ready to fight everyone, cuss everybody out, block and delete everyone. But then you get to a stage in life where you're like, you know what? It's not worth it it's not worth my time, it's not worth my energy, it's just not worth me stooping down to that person's level and I think it's really important to get to that place. So in summary, what are you bringing to the table? So whether you're single, you're dating, you're married, you've written off relationships, you're even divorced, I don't know, whatever your situation is, I want you to think, what are you bringing to the table? What do you have to offer? And at the end of the day, we all have strengths. If you say, PK, I have no strengths or I have nothing I'm good at, it just shows that you don't know yourself well enough yet. But you need to take the time to do so because we all have strengths. We all have gifts and talents and things we're good at. And sometimes you may think, oh, I don't really have anything because you're too busy comparing what you have with what other people have. I think one of the beautiful things about us as humans and the way that God has designed us is that we all have gifts, we all have talents, whether you have many or you have one, we all have innate gifts inside of us. And those gifts, if we nurture them, they can become really great things. But also, we have things we're not good at, but those things we can develop and create as skills. So even if you say, I'm not good at anything, start building some skills. If you say, I'm terrible at speaking, I'm terrible at expressing myself, my handwriting, you can't even read it, (laughs) I don't know develop it, make it a skill, take time. And honestly, like I've been screaming this whole year, invest in your personal development. It is so key. It is so important. And again, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any feedback, do drop me a DM on Instagram, or you can drop me an email. All my social media handles will be in the show notes. And again, guys, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, leave a review. It really does help the podcast reach more people. And again, that's my aim. My aim for the Pearls and Pearls podcast is to impact. That has always been my aim since I started 
five or six years ago and it's my aim today five or six years later. So again, I'm glad I, you stuck with me until the end if you did. And again, feel free to share your comments. Do share this podcast and have a great rest of your week. I will be back with you next week, Thursday. Take care.